Hello and welcome to the AA Ireland podcast. I'm Paddy Common. And I'm Anna Cullen. So now that it's finally summer, you might be planning more trips across Ireland, especially to coastal and scenic areas. It's really important that you keep safe on the roads, whether you are by yourself or if your car is full. AA membership comes with lots of great benefits. Breakdown service 365 days a year, so you'll never be left stranded. Roadside rescue, we won't just tow your car, we fix 8 out of 10 at the roadside. Our personal cover means you're covered in any car, even when you're not the driver. Home start, cover when you're at home, perfect if your car has been lying idle for a while. To find out more, go to the aa.ie. Now, this episode is a bit different from our usual style in that we have no guests, just Paddy and I here to keep you company, but we are going to give you some great advice and summer driving tips as well that will hopefully make those longer trips more enjoyable and, of course, safer. Okay, so as we know, driving during the summer months can present some Unique challenges, to say the least. So I guess we're just here to warn motorists really of the dangers of driving in hot weather and also give some signs to watch out for that your car might be struggling with the summer sun. So the first thing, I suppose, is glare from the sun. It has been known to cause collisions. It can be really dangerous if you're driving at speed and then all of a sudden you're blinded by the sun. So, Paddy, you do a lot of driving in all types of weather, I think it's safe to say. So what's the best way that you would say to protect yourself against sun glare? Yeah, and look, uh, you mean, I mean, you're going to have sun glare, obviously, well, hopefully, in, in the summer in Ireland. It happens a lot in the winter, so people are used to it. But in the summer as well, of course, it does happen. And the main thing, if, uh, first of all, is to make sure that your windscreen is clean. It's both inside and out. The sun reflects on those smears or patches of dirt that you have on your windscreen, and that's what can impair your vision. So make sure that it's clean and also make sure that you look at your wipers. They actually only last about a year. They need to be changed quite often and they aren't inexpensive. They're a pretty inexpensive thing to to change. Um, so look, make sure that you, 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 keep the, you keep the windscreen clean. You make sure your wipers are in good condition. Plus, as well as that, they make that awful noise when they need to be worn. So um, that, if nothing else, will annoy you into doing it. Also, just try and keep some sunglasses in the car. Um, I'm a devil for leaving sunglasses behind me. So I try not to buy too many expensive ones. I buy some cheap ones and just leave them in, in the car. So, um, so, so that's another tip for those as well. Yeah, I suppose a lot of people talk about winter sun, but they don't really put emphasis on summer sun. Like, I know that sounds quite silly. No, I mean, the thing is, I suppose that in the winter sun, a lot of us are affected because it kind of happens around four or five o'clock. So a lot of people driving home are affected by it in the summer, obviously longer nights. It could be you know, 9, 10, 11 o'clock before you get that. So, but it is something that just people need to be aware of because it's right in your eyes, you know, oncoming traffic can be blurred. So look, it, it's just a simple tip, but it's a very, very important one. Yeah, and to protect pedestrians and cyclists as well that might be out and about. So you also wanted to discuss overheating as well and the dangers involved with that yeah so the heat can cause all sorts of problems under the bonnet of a vehicle it's actually one of the most common problems that is seen by us here in the AA in terms of the of our, our patrols and our membership during hot weather um, one of the issues is coolant levels leaking hoses or 
broken electric cooling fans, all of these issues can cause a car to overheat and that can cause quite a lot of damage, a lot of expensive damage as well. And look, who wants that? So the best way, I suppose, to avoid a breakdown during a heat wave is to keep an eye on your temperature gauges and just top up those coolant uh, levels and fluids regularly. If, you know, if you're in doubt, you can always go to, you know, Halfords or any of these other car parts stores and they will show you how to do it or do it for you. Um, But look, like anything else, these will be taken care of by a good car service. So, you know, remember... Know, a, a car service is just as important during the summer months as it is during the winter and don't put those things off because um, summer months can cause their own problems as you can see. Yeah, I mean that's all very sound advice Paddy and another thing that I wanted to discuss as well uh, because they're so vital as well when it comes to safe driving is your tyres. Yeah, well I mean people can also listen back to the, the full episode we did with Colin Cunningham from Bridgestone Tyres if they want to get into a really deep dive into the tire topic, but but yeah, look, there's there's some tips that you and I have have discussed, uh, you know, plenty of times. But one, especially at the moment with fuel prices the way they are, is the tire pressure. Now, yeah, obviously there's the issue of underinflation can cause friction and heat, but a sidebar is at the moment that we know that people don't check their tire pressures, and you should do it every two weeks according to Bridgestone Tires from that from that podcast. And they said that it can cause, you know, underinflation. Poor inflation can cause, you know, 3 to 5% uh, um, poorer fuel economy, which, you know, at the moment when we are looking at record fuel prices, €2.13 as we go, as we talk about today on average, that uh, any little bit helps. So make sure that your tyre pressure is right. But in terms of heat, you know, basically the greater the heat, the greater the effect on the weak spots of your tyre. If you combine that heat with underinflation and those weak spots, you'll find quite the uh, perfect storm for a tyre blowout. And if you're on the way to Ackle Island or wherever for your lovely getaway, you definitely don't want that to happen along the way. Yeah, so checking the condition of your tyres is so important. And speaking of Ackle Island and heading away, more and more people will definitely be making trips to the beach as well this summer. So I just wanted to outline what you need to be careful of basically if you are going so the main thing well number one you will be travelling on coastal roads and they're likely to be very busy so just keep that in mind and then when you're at the beach and this happened to a couple of my friends last year it's really important to take care of your belongings because it's very easy to lose your car keys in the sand oh god yeah and actually our AA membership they do, do get calls from people every year who have gone into the sea as well with their key fob in their pocket, only to realise that, you know, their remote control axis doesn't actually work in their car when they want to go home. So, and I went to West Cork last summer and this very thing happened to my group. And let me tell you, it definitely was not fun. So that's So what happens? What did they do? Well, they have to come out and they just have to... Um, basically gain access to your car the fob is no longer existent basically so number one rule do not bring your keys into the sea when you're going swimming so yeah that's they're kind of the summer driving hazards good good top tip definitely so they're the summer driving hazards that we wanted to highlight so i suppose a driving checklist as well 
would be very handy to run through. Yeah, look, and you know, people don't really like the idea of a, of you know sitting down and doing a checklist, but it is important. Uh, and we're going to be boring the hell out of people on this, but tires number one again, those they're your main only contact with the road, and you have to make sure that they're they're in good condition. Don't buy cheap tires; it, it's false economy. They are, you know. They're, they're not going to provide as much grip. They're not going to last as long and it's false economy. Spend a bit more money on the tyres. But look, given the ones you have, it's time to check the tyre tr- tread depth on all four of those. Well, the legal, yeah, so what should, what should that be then? So the legal minimum, uh, and again, I don't like really talking about minimums, is 1.6 millimetres. We recommend no less than 3 millimetres for safe driving. Now, tyres are... And we, we learned that again from Bridgestone Tyres, that they are wearing an awful lot better. Technology is getting better. People are getting more mileage from tyres, but still don't forget to check those for wear and tear. And go to go to one of the good tyre specialists if you have any concerns. And, of course, make sure you have a spare as well. Um, if the space for one, lots of new modern cars are coming with these Space Saver tyres or Go you know Mobility Kits, which is a gunk that you spray into the wheel which seals it up temporarily to get you to your next destination so often a lot of people buy their new car and they don't know that this is there until they go and check and if you are on a long road trip you're heading even on a ferry or something and you realize and you broke down so they come with the car they come with the car but a lot of manufacturers are now are are removing the spare wheel because it saves weight and that saves co2 so just maybe just keep an eye on stuff like that to make sure that a, do you have a spare? It's often, even you know, to you can buy a spare wheel as an optional extra. It'll cost you sometimes some boot space, but um, it might just give you a bit more peace of mind. But look, a membership is there. We will sort it out, and we have lots of methods of getting you home if in in the event of the worst happening for your tires. Yeah, and if you if you do want to check out a membership, you can go to the aa.ie and. Another tip, basically, if you want to keep your car running smoothly as well, is to do a regular check of the quantity and condition of the oil in your engine as well, monthly and if you are heading off on any long journey. So if you want to check if you have enough oil, you can use the dipstick in your engine. So if you park on level ground, make sure the engine has been off for a few minutes as well to let it cool and settle. Take out the dipstick, just wipe it clean and then replace it fully and then pull it out and check the oil level against the markings on the stick. Now, these do vary from engine to engine, but you should be able to see two marks, so high and low. And if the oil level is between the two marks, then you shouldn't have a problem. If it's below the lower mark, then just add some oil. Just make sure as well just to check which type is right for your car. So don't don't overfill the engine as well. This can get really messy and it's just something that you can easily avoid. And a follow-on from that, Anna, of course, is, is engine coolant. It keeps things cool in summer and acts as well as an antifreeze in winter. So it's also important to keep track on that. So again, it's one of those things, if you're in doubt and you go to your local motor factors or one of the bigger chain stores, they will show you the right one for your car. They'll also show you what to do as well in terms of filling it. And plus remember... If you have an electric car, you don't need to worry about things like oil. It's all gone in the past. No, no, no oil to top up or check. No dipsticks. So another uh, benefit of another benefit of, of an EV, exactly. And uh, while you're doing all of this as well, just take some time out to top up your screen wash. So, and you mentioned it earlier about wipers. 
And don't use fairy liquid. <laughs> People use it and it rots wipers. So it, it it will, whatever it has in one of the ingredients in washing up detergent will corrode the rubber on your wipers. Okay. So don't bother, don't do that. Go, you can buy these pre-made five litre drums of um of screen wash at any of the Circle K's or any of those and they're cheap enough and that stuff is really good because it will clean away sort of the bugs and grease but a, a lot of times using other things like fairy liquid will, will obviously affect your wiper blades but also leave a kind of a residue film on your windscreen you don't want that okay interesting um, so you have a Bichon I freeze do. dog yeah so do I yeah do you bring him or her him in the car? I do, but you you know, people don't necessarily realise that you can't just leave your dog lying around the car because in the event of an accident, that becomes a, a missile. Not that I'd like to think of Arthur going through the windscreen. Dogs are need to be restrained. They need to be restrained in cars and there are devices for this though, right? Yeah, like I don't think a lot of people know, but it is actually a legal requirement to safely restrain your dog yeah. in a car in Ireland. Um, as you said, it's to prevent them causing injury or, yeah. you know, if you do happen to crash. But they also won't distract you then when you're driving or cause injury to themselves. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, look, there's loads of ways to safely restrain them, but it's really important that you pick what's best for them, depending, of course, on their size and their temperament as well. So I think the most obvious one really is a safety harness. For bigger dogs, a harness that attaches to the seatbelt is great and it's also cost effective. The average harness should set you back about a tenner, maybe. So Yeah, they're that's, not expensive. And you can get yeah. specific one for specific dogs. Um, I know the brand Skoda do a, a quite a large range of them because they, they do a lot of work with dogs. But um, you can get them specifically that will fit into the... Uh, standard seatbelt fittings they are probably offer a lot, slightly better protection than just putting a wire mesh in the back and putting your dog in there because again in the event of an accident the dog is going to kind of could potentially get injured because it will rattle around the back of that so the, the seatbelt harness can be the best way to do it it takes a little while for the dogs to get used to that they don't maybe like it initially but I don't know like anything like my fella will sit down and, and, and go asleep eventually so they they'd love to be sitting in your laps i know you, you know my fellow would lo- would love to be sitting there on my lap but you can't do it it's it's a it's it's like having a bowling ball sitting in the car it's, i know it's it's a terrible thing to think of but it is it's exactly what would happen in the event of a of a, a crash at 100 kilometers per hour on a, on a motorway that your 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 you know six seven kilogram dog becomes a, a bowling ball and will hurt you and someone else so well you also want to keep them safe as well and just talking about um fitting the harness like mm. it should actually if you when you are fitting it it should be comfortable around the dog's chest and yeah, back so yeah, that they have enough course. room you know to move around a bit but not enough room that they'll be able to reach the driver and crawl onto your lap and stuff yeah, like that course. and look it's, it's no harm as well to mention while we're here the issue with dogs in hot days in summer people still do tend to forget that Dogs can overheat very, very quickly. Try not to leave your dogs for any great length of time in, in, a, in a car. Or if you do need to do that, um, please just make sure that they uh, have a window cracked open and maybe leave them some water in the car as well. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing 
That isn't recommended. I know I'm guilty of it sometimes with my dog, but it is letting them stick their head out the window. This is actually a big no-no in the world of dogs because dust, dirt, insects even could get into your dog's eyes and nose as well. And there is a danger that the dog could actually fall out the window as well or be injured by an oncoming vehicle. So the advice there really is to open the window slightly just to make sure your dog has a bit of fresh air. I never and, would have thought of that now. Yeah. The, the, like, because obviously dogs love, you know, what dog doesn't love sticking its head out the window. Which, yeah, I, n- I never thought of the potential yeah. for injury with eyes and stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not recommended. And as you mentioned as well, just pack, pack things in for, for your little baby as well, like snacks and water just to <laughs> yeah, keep them yeah, off exactly. exactly. And just look, plenty of breaks like you would. You know, we've, we've written articles about bringing your children for, long drives and bringing them to the bathroom and stuff like that but um, but yeah no it makes sense in order to, to, to uh, do the same with your lo- beloved pets Look let's stay on the topic of animals but instead of inside the vehicle let's have a chat about what you do if they if you did come across them outside of your vehicle if you know like more and more people are going to be travelling across Ireland this summer then you know there is a li- high likelihood that they'll come across an unexpected road user at some stage. So it is definitely worth knowing what to do when that happens. So basically, you know, be alert when you're out and about, when you're driving, you have a responsibility to share the road safely with other road users, you know, be it other vehicles, cyclists, pedestrians or even animals. Mm. But it's just, I suppose, the unpredictable nature of animals means that you need to be extra careful and the main areas that we would kind of point out for people to be careful in is, you know, scenic areas, woodlands, open fields. If you're passing, you know, a riding school or housing yeah. estates. I, you know, I would live near the coast and I'm a bit of an early riser and you could be driving along at, you know, six, seven o'clock in the morning and you come around the corner and there's two people on a horseback go ahead and down towards the beach. And, you, you know, these are big, big animals as well. So that it's not like you can... Um, react, you know, suddenly in, in the event of one of those coming to, in, in your path. So, yeah, especially in the summer, people are walking dogs more, people are jogging, people are uh, you know, cycling more and cycling in packs as well. So it's just a case of slow everything down. Just, you know, you can use all those old phrases, expect the unexpected, but it, it's true. You just have to be aware and potentially think, right, what is coming around the corner, especially during these summer months. Yeah, and if you're on a main road and you know, you do come across horse-drawn vehicles or riders on horseback. And if you are planning on overtaking them, just, you know, all usual overtaking rules still apply. Just make sure that it's safe for you to overtake firstly. And then if you're on rural roads, which happened to me last weekend to come across a cow, slow down as well. You don't want to scare the animal or frighten them because then they'll the cow freeze. cow was just in the middle of the road. It was at the side of the road. Yeah. So I was able to pass safely, obviously, at a slower pace. It is quite scary when you do come across them because you really don't know what they're going to do. And as so I mentioned, sheep, they're unpredictable. Shame donkeys, you know what I mean? Especially, you know, you could be driving. I, I was in Kerry a couple of weeks ago in the camper van and just sheep randomly everywhere. Mm. And, you know, they're possibly, you know, they're, they're not the most uh, responsive. They could just, they'll just stand staring at you in the middle of the road. So you just have to be careful. Yeah. And another thing to note as well in the rules of the road you know it does actually state that if a person in charge of animals signals you to stop then you must do it it's a long time since I read the rules of the road but um, but yeah no, <laughs> I, I read it yeah, I read it regularly yeah it's a, it's a nighttime <laughs> reading yeah. 
Um, yeah, no, I, 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 oh, I maybe knew that at one stage. I, I didn't remember that. But so your your sort of duty is to stop if you're signalled by a farmer or, or otherwise. Well, or? yeah, if someone is in charge of animals and they, okay. they signal you to stop, then you must do it. Okay. What happens if, God forbid, you have a collision with one of these animals, you know, dog, donkey, whatever? Um, Just stay calm if it does happen, really. The first and most important thing to consider is your own safety yeah, of course. and the safety of other passengers in your car if you are travelling with other people. And if it is possible, just find a safe spot to stop and then turn on your hazard lights as well to warn other road users. Now, you might plan or attempt to move an injured animal don't unless it's in immediate danger and you're sure you're definitely sure that it's safe for you to do that and also call the guards if there is injury to you or the animal if there's damage to your vehicle if the crash poses a hazard to other road users and if you're involved in a collision with farm animals with or domestic pets even then you do need to report it to the guards because they're actually considered of course to be their owner's property um, but yeah, the main thing is just to stay calm and call the guards. So yeah, all very solid advice. I mean, look, the main things are make sure your car's in good condition. That's just, you know, the tyres especially. Make sure your wipers are in good condition. Make sure that windscreen is not cracked. Make sure if you keep nothing else in your car clean, keep that windscreen clean. If you're heading off on long journeys, do obviously plan your journey if you're bringing kids on long trips with you, make sure that, you know, you have enough snacks for them. You have enough chargers. You have enough uh, you, you have a, a, enough ability to keep them distracted, essentially. I think it's probably not the time to have inflict long um, iPad restrictions because in a, on, a, on a long spin on a, a in a summer holiday, you need to make sure that those guys are, are entertained as well. But look... For more advice, if you want to read more checklists, more blogs, do come on to the AA Ireland blog, theaa.ie forward slash blog. And of course, you'll find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook and TikTok. Please subscribe to this podcast, rate it if you like it. And until next time, goodbye and be safe. Oh,